Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Everybody, welcome to another episode of the HP Podcast. I'm your host Dustin. Here with me, the beautiful boys, Brandon. Hey, and Ben. Greetings. You are the Polo Boys right now. The Polo Boys. The Polo, polo shirts. Boys. So uh, I'm glad you came semi cash on business cash. You guys see. can't see, but this Ooh. is a Ralph Lauren. Lauren. Polo. You could you could tell by the horse <clears throat> and the guy playing um, polo. 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 Yeah. Right. No, no. I'm just I'm just flexing. I can't afford. You know. That. Did I, Ralph Lauren invent the polo shirt? Uh, he might have invented the polo game. I think it was Marco Polo, <laughs> actually. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. I can't rock polo shirts. Neither, I, don't, I don't feel natural. Neither can I. I think you pull them off. No. I think you look fine. You know? You got the pocket tee enabled, and now the shirt's coming oh, off. Oh, no. This is... Uh, okay. So well, Brandon took off the shirt for the podcast, so... There's not as much hair. As there should be. Now, are we the Polo Boys, Dustin? <laughs> You'll always be <laughs> deep down. Now, or would you like to wear this? Would you like to feel included? No, 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 no. <laughs> Definitely not. I have to wear a polo sometimes for work. Not for Colin, but for yeah. my other video job and uh, not a fan. What's great about polos, <laughs> I'll tell you, is it's almost as almost as comfortable as a T-shirt. Yeah. But it's accepted in the office. Right. Mm. That's the best part. I was just thinking about how sometimes I have to wear a polo for my other editing job. I was just imagining if Colin said, hey, you have to wear a polo. When you're sitting when in your you're house. Sitting in your house. Dude, honestly, at that, at that point, I would put a polo on and have your dick just dangling all over mm. your, ga- your, your chair. Mm. Technically following the rules. You have I, a little sea cucumber poking out the bottom of your polo. Okay. You know, I have this nice uh, gaming chair now, and wow. I bought the, the soft weave fabric. I sat in it naked one time because I got out of the shower and then I sat down to like get an upload going real quick. I was like, nope, yeah, don't like that. No, I don't want to get my. I don't like know. sitting naked on anything. People no, will no, like no. people like get out of the shower and sit bare asshole on their bed. Mm. And you know I'm a clean dude, but still I'm like I just want to have some fabric there. I'm not really all that into being naked. Yeah, to be honest, it's you're most vulnerable. It's not even that. I don't know. I just, I don't know. It doesn't do anything for it's me. It's probably, my body is too good. Whoa. I can't, people treat me differently when I'm naked. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean, I mean, there's a lot to love. Are there a lot of people like at your house after you take a shower? Sometimes, notice? sometimes there's a couple dozen. Wow. Sometimes there's 10 dozen. I don't you know. Wow, ten dozen. <laughs> there are a hundred and twenty people <laughs> at Brandon's house when he gets out of the shower. I, I, I don't know where my, my brother has a lot of friends apparently. So other than being naked, how how are you guys? How Good. are you now? Not so bad. And you? Not so bad. Doing okay. All right. All right. Other than that, I'm doing well. Um, I'm warm. Mm. And that wasn't why I took my shirt off, but now I kind of like it. Do you not wear an undershirt with your polos? No, 100% no. I wear an undershirt with like almost everything. And not because of any, I don't know, not because I care what it looks like, but because I'm a sweaty man. Yeah. Sometimes. If I get a little bit sweaty, I feel like you're going to see it if I'm not wearing an undershirt. No, I, I get that. And that's why I exclusively wear black polos. 
or a oh, very dark blue. <laughs> that's I, why like none of my clothes are light because I'm just like a sweating saw. Sow. Sow. Sow is the word I was looking if for. If I'm wearing a standard button up, I'm I'm putting on an undershirt. But uh in the wintertime, there's something nice about a flannel shirt with no undershirt. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if I can do that. I told my friend Justin once, he's like, You're not wearing an undershirt under that. I was like, Yeah. It's free. So what? He's like, why? I'm like, makes me feel like a cowboy or something. Dude, dude the know? flannel feels so good on your chest. Like mm. and just like rubbing on your tummy. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's very nice. Ben, how are you now? I'm doing all right. Chilling? Killing? Just, yeah. I'm just uh it's a busy week for me, but I'm I'm good. Good. Guys, I got a new vape flavor. A new vape flavor. Wow. Let's wow. get into this. Uh it's peach rings. <laughs> I've been searching for a good peach flavor for a while now. Wow. And there was divine intervention today. At the vape shop. At the <laughs> at, at Cool Vapes, there was divine intervention because on my way over, I had the thought. It's it's like when you're on the internet and you're you know, you're thinking about just a random shit, like like camping in a tent. And then you look at your computer and YouTube and in the bottom right hand corner, even though you didn't search anything, there's a fucking tent there. Yeah, right. You know, it, it's like that. So I'm on my way to Cool Vapes and I'm thinking I want a peach Where flavor. Where's Cool Vapes? Cool Vapes is in Cranberry. Okay. I'm on my way thinking about how I've tried to get a peach flavor. I've gotten peach flavors that I haven't liked. Nothing has quite tickled my pickle. Mm. And so I thought if I could find something, I, I, I was just going to get a coil and let it go. I walk in. I knew they were having a sale. Mosey on over, a guy says, well, what kind of flavors do you like, the dessert or fruit? And, you know, of course I said fruit. Mm. And uh, he <laughs> was, uh, the first thing he said is like, yeah, this one's really good. It tastes like peach rings. And I, I think I blew my load. <laughs> wow, at the vape shop. On him. Oh, geez. Well, maybe, I don't know, I blacked out. And so, you know, not only was the peach ring flavor there, it was on sale. This bottle retails for $35, Dustin. Wow. And I got it for 10. Wow. That's a deal. I, I, I felt I felt like I was stealing from him. <laughs> I'm so glad you're telling me this story with your shirt off. Too. <laughs> Jesus. A couple a couple weeks ago, nobody in the audience would know this, except I'm about to tell it right now. All right. But a couple weeks ago, uh, Brandon was vaping and then we started the show. And then like 30 seconds into the show, he just ripped the fat cloud. Damn, dude. And I just like had right this, into the microphone, right into the microphone. So I just yeah. had to like tell I had to tell Dustin we yeah. had to stop the show. We started over. Uh, we didn't preserve that moment for you all. But I just uh, honestly, it was like, you know how you blink mm-hmm. and you don't think about it. I right. just vape. I didn't even think about it. It was <laughs> like my body had transcended into a maximum Kyle over 9000 power. <laughs> and I love the one time you told me that like. You said that you you had a vape and you had a, uh, a your vape and you had a monster and you were sitting somewhere and you're just like wow I've become what I I've become he was what speeding I down the highway with his windows down and his music blaring yeah dude hitting his vape drinking a monster that's what he told me to I've become what I hate I don't know probably fucking degen music wow degens from uptown <laughs> the, music the degens from upcountry <laughs> oh, you know man. what's funny is. Maybe this is a little bit too inside baseball, but in the show Letterkenny, they talk about the D-Gens from upcountry. Yeah. When I think of D-Gens from upcountry, I think of people like when I'm thinking about our local area, I think about where people from where like Ben's from. Yeah. <laughs> like those are the D-Gens to our area. That's not upcountry. That's down country. The D-Gens yeah, you know from downtown. I mean. The, the D-Gens from downtown. Because we kind of live in a oh my pretty God. rural, oh God. small town. I didn't sign up for this. My back's sticking to this leather. <laughs> Oh God! I'm sorry, Phil. <laughs> Phil, typically, please don't tell him. <laughs> Phil, I don't know if he listens. Cut this. Cut when, it when he's not on. This is HP podcast. This is awesome because I think it's the one of the, going to be one of the first shows that uh, that, uh, that is on the podcast network that we're a part of. So. Oh, wow! Yeah, well, this is a really good show for that. Fantastic. Oh man, it's it's something. <laughs> Are you guys ready for dreams and a shout out? <laughs> I'm ready. I didn't talk about what. The, let me let me back up for a second. This is the HP podcast. It comes from handsomephantom.com. If you don't know what that is, check it out. It's a website that we talk about video games. We do reviews, previews, and all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, and that's also where this podcast comes from. So make sure to check it out. Also, if you're enjoying what you're hearing so far. Uh, you know about the the vapes and the <laughs> the shirtless all the good things sticking all the good uh, things. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast, and also leave us a rating and review. Handsome Phantom, become what you hate. 
right. Let's do dreams and a shout out. I'm ready. I want to go. Okay. Let, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> uh, so. Are it's, you sure you're ready? It's such. <laughs> I just have to. I just. This is something that's causing me emotional distress. So having issues with your car and. Mm. And. Fucking Ben's having issues with his ben, car too. Ben knows. I'll tell you, I got to get it inspected next okay. month. Not looking forward to it, boys. No, it's one of the worst things because it's like I I use this to drive to make money, and I have to sink so much money in it to drive to make more money to fix the money. Oh yeah, to fix the money. And it's just you know, when does it end? And why am with I cars, not? It never ends. Why am I not a, a nomadic people um, hunter gatherer? You know, it'd be so much easier. Mm. Um, you know, I bought a Subaru to avoid car issues because my last Subaru was well, great. You fucked up. I fucked up. I'm convinced that all cars are just issues. Yeah. That's yeah. just how it is. Yeah. So even a brand new car off the lot can have issues. Yeah. yeah. I have a check engine light on. <clears throat> I know what it is. It's the catalytic converter. Mm. Not good. Not good. It's an expensive fix, right? Uh pretty much what it is 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 the computer in my car is, is just fucking dumb. Yeah. It's running. It's 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 running relatively fine, but it's like has to do with the air ratio. We don't have emissions here in Butler, though, so I still don't think it'll pass with the check engine line. It'll pass. We'll see. I promise you. I also did just change my brakes three months ago, and they're already fucking up. I think that's because I drive like a complete dickhead. <laughs> but I would not be surprised if I needed new brakes. <laughs> so. Where but did the dream, the shout out come My dream this? is when I will either be able to be mutated into a superhuman <laughs> and be able to jog to work in the blink of an eye. Why jog? Why not fly? No, Ben. <laughs> that's not realistic. Mm. Is this like a Forrest Gump situation? Or yes. Like, okay. Jen, eh? Yeah. Um, I will either be able to superhuman run to work or we can somehow in all these years fucking... Mr. Ford is making cars way back then. Why don't we have fucking cars that just work all the time? Never stop working. He didn't figure it out, and he's dead now. Well, so. let's let's chop chop. Let's get Elon on that. Or let's something. get fucking Jeff Bezos or somebody. He's got a lot of money. Just fucking throw some money at it. He could do that. He can literally just throw money. I at dream it, of so. a day when I don't got to worry about my car, ever. All right. Because I because right now, I do, and I consistently do. I hate my car. It's a piece of shit. But it gets me back and forth. So that's life. What about the I'll shout trade out? you? Shout out. <laughs> shout out to uh, just living your best life. Mm. Because I've been having one hell of a time the past couple weeks just, you know, playing some good video games, hanging out. I feel like I've seen a 180 in Brandon's overall mood oh, since yeah. the new job. Oh, yeah. New job is real good. It feels good to feel appreciated, like you're actually doing something that matters to be rewarded for that. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's just it's great. Just enjoy what you have because it's short. And, you know, that that's all fucking sappy and shit. But really. But really, you know. Have fun. Care about the people around you. Care about yourself. Hell yeah. The end. Ben, dream and a shout out. My Do dream. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. Don't make jokes about national disasters or really bad things that have mm. happened in history. Don't make jokes about that. That's a good thing. That's good to advice. Not do. <laughs> uh, my dream and Brandon kind of already hit on it. My, my car, my engine blew up. Mm. So I'm trying to figure that out right now. So I'm just dreaming of not having to walk everywhere anymore because I'm doing that mostly. My wife has a car that I've been using that it's still not the best situation because you know we got kids she likes to take them places when i'm going when i'm at work and stuff like that so it's i don't like stealing the car from them if i can help it but so that i won't go too far on that because brandon already talked about being able to run like forrest gump uh my shout out this is a bit of an unorthodox one for me my shout out is to apple oh for specifically making apple arcade only five bucks a month I, I know, dude. That's crazy. I don't even know if I'm going to subscribe to it. We'll see what kind of games are coming. I'm definitely going to do the month trial. I'm definitely going to like probably sign up for at least a month, you know, after that, too. But just the fact that it's going to be like so many people only game on their phone and to be able to play all those games for five bucks a month. Well, it's not that's very unapple like, in my opinion. Well, yeah, so that's my shot. I'm out. excited to check it out. My dream right now is that I want to go see 
It Chapter 2. Me too. Same. I just rewatched the first Same. one. Same. And here's the thing. I was thinking about this. I don't know. It was way less scary. Yeah. But it's probably because, A, I've seen it before, and B, I was watching it at home. Yeah. The, yeah. Was, yeah theaters. Exactly. The, I, I just rewatched it with Lauren, and yeah. I, I, I convinced her because she's afraid of clowns. But she even yeah. told me, she's like, it doesn't really look that much like a clown. Yeah. I mean, it kind of is, kind of isn't. But I agree. The same thing. I mean, it was my third time watching it, but still, it's not the same as being in the theater, I feel like. I, I feel like the theater is a special kind of intense. Of, yeah. Ben and I saw Hereditary in the theater. I I want to watch Midsummer still, but I'm going to watch it at home. Well, I don't think it's even in theaters anymore, is it? Uh, not really, no. Yeah. yeah. But I'm going to watch it. You could just do something think. really casual like play Monopoly and watch Hereditary at the same time. Like <laughs> Sounds like a great time. <laughs> you know, just, just kind of like counterbalance a little bit. Hey, was the, the movie The Ring, was that scary? I never watched it. Maybe at the time. I never watched it. Because right after it came out, like... We, my dad and I were at my we were at my grandma's house for whatever reason, which was like six hours away from where we lived. And for whatever reason, we rented it or something. And just he and I watched it. And it was nighttime and everything. But he and I were like goofing around making jokes, which I'm sure made it not scary. But the, at the end of it, I was like, that wasn't scary at all. What are people mm-hmm. talking about? But I'm wondering from a different perspective, was it scary? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, scary movies are scary when you're at home. Hard to say. Yeah, especially like, you know. Shout out to my brother, but he was like texting and shit during the movie, which just completely it's fine. It was like a super chill atmosphere, but that immediately takes me out. And when like he's scrolling through Instagram and like a, a second of a sound pops up and like just completely doesn't grab you. You so know, you're actually saying negative shout out to your brother. Negative shout out. You're a dick. Damn. My shout out <laughs> is D- dude, dickhead of the week. That's the that, that's the new that's the new series. Damn. Dick- okay. You got to think of someone who was a dickhead this week and you got to shout them out. Even if you don't name them, you got to tell what, what they did to be a dickhead. Uh, my shout out. I don't really know what to say. So I'm just going to go with continually fire emblem. Three houses hmm. is the game that keeps on giving. Yeah. I am apparently not even halfway done. According to my wife. I feel like I've been playing it for ages. How long of the game is it? Well, right now, I think I have like 20 hours in. Okay. So I'm guessing it's more of like a 50. And she beat it in like a week? She, yeah. I don't know how. She. I, it, I, it was probably two weeks, but. It's only been out for like three. No, it has to have been longer than three really? weeks. Okay. You're probably right. Yeah. But the problem is I want to finish it because I want to buy Astral Chain. Yeah. But I can't justify it until I finish it. Right. And I know, I like, the fact that I beat Catherine and went back to it and right. I beat control and went back to it and i played destiny and went back to it it has staying power sure but it's a very good game i honestly think it's going to be it's contender for game of the year for me nice between that and also devil may cry surprisingly is the one i keep thinking of yeah i I really wanted you you recommended but i really want to try it i really think yeah i think you'd like it it's just it's just a good time let's get into this news we have so much news and we're already 17 minutes into this podcast wow so we're going to try to fly through some of this Nintendo Direct stuff because it's old news, but I want to talk about it because it's exciting. It's fun. So as many of you know, Nintendo Direct happened last Wednesday. It's one week ago. We're going to blitz through some of the things. And if we want to talk about it, we can. If you want, just say skip it. Okay, cool. Super Nintendo on Switch. It's here. Let's talk about Let's it. Let's talk about it. This is what we've been waiting for. Uh, what's there to say, Ben? Are you pleased with what, uh, what's been done? Uh, I am, uh, from what I've seen, I haven't got to check, actually check it out yet though. Yeah. Um, very pleased. We all knew it was coming eventually, of course, but I just think that it's like, it's the perfect library. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of games that could be on there that, sh- or that should be on there. And it's like hard to really justify why one isn't on there that should be. There the the library I think is good. Yeah. I wish there was some more meaty. I mean, there's some meaty games in there, of course. Right. But I really wanted like a, a really great RPG. There's Breath of Fire in there, which is, you know, debatable. Yeah. But I guess I it was wishful thinking for me to think that Final Fantasy VI would be on there. Or, Earth, I mean, Earthbound, I feel like would have been perfect. I feel like the licensing probably was tough. Or for, those are games they're going to add later. Yeah, I'm thinking that 
the thing with Square Enix is that they know that they're like, we can release this on our own right. and make ten dollars a right. copy instead of whatever license they work out with Nintendo. Right. So Well, I also think that if the Nintendo's smart, they launched it with this stellar library. And maybe for the people who haven't bought in yet, they're gonna say in, you know, two months, hey, guess what we're adding? And then they come out with some new Yeah. You know, I do have a note here that I was going to say for the end, but a disappointing thing is that Nintendo confirmed that NES and SNES games are not coming every month. Now. No, I didn't think figure every month. They but changed it because it used to for NES. It was one, every month. Right. They were adding new games. And now they're kind of like, yeah, we're going to add new games, just not every month. Right. Just when we need to convince more people to jump on. Right. So, Brandon, does Super Nintendo on Switch excite you at all? Does it do anything no, for you? Not even a little bit. Fair Does enough. the switch excite you at all? Not even a little bit. No, um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kind of lukewarm on Switch right now. Um, because you can't play Destiny on it. Really? <laughs> no, I. It's more of a like, you know how you'd wake up Saturday morning watch cartoons. It's more of that for me. Like if I'm just if I'm not actually trying to play like real intense video games, I'll just pop in Captain Toad. And right. I did that the other day. But that's like the most I'm getting out of my Switch right now. And, and that's what I wanted for, honestly. Right. So I will definitely pop in. You know, I popped into the other one because I have the online and I played Kirby for a little bit. Yeah. But it, I don't think it's going to be much more than popping in and out for me. Um, I think it's great because it's great for you guys. A lot of people really wanted it. But for me personally, be something I'll probably touch on every once in a while. That's about it. A new character has been confirmed for Smash, Terry Bogard. Skip it. From Fatal Fury. Skip. <laughs> Here's a side note. More Smash characters confirmed DLC. More than just the current line, the current, you know, quick, DLC yeah. plan. Quick question. Yeah. Can we think of another character that would be as much of a B character <laughs> that has a possibility of being in Smash? Like, what's next? Fucking. You can even think of one. Max Rebo. Max Rebo from Star Wars. From Star Wars, a fucking... I don't... I can't even think of a shitty side character. Mm. I mean, like... Yeah, I mean... I don't know. There's, don't there's, get me wrong. There, it has its fans. I'm sure it's niche. Right. But... I just feel like for a very broad audience, it's... It doesn't have the appeal of the other ones. I think that this is a Sakurai pick. Yeah. He... You know, I'm guessing this character is, first of all, more popular in Japan than here. And more has more nostalgic feelings towards it. And he's just like, yep, that's what I want. So, you know, Nintendo gave him the list of options and these are the ones that he chose. So, yeah, yeah. I'm excited more for the prospect of even more characters. Obviously, we have one more still to announce for the current season pass. But Scorpion's coming to smash. I'm kind of wondering (laughs) if we're going to see another Microsoft property. I would fucking Master, Master Chief. Chief in I've been, Smash. I've been Dude. saying Master Chief for a year now. So I think it could happen. It needs to happen. Dude, I They're also wrong. Cortana. You saw how has Phil Spencer was like super. He's like, this is a deal that I wanted to make happen very much. You know, I'm, I'm thinking they're thinking, you know, we got a new Master, a new Halo game coming out next Dude, year. Like Gears is too visceral. They can never put that guy in there. No. He chainsaws <laughs> Kirby in half. <laughs> <laughs> That would be that'd be something okay. I can totally see Master Chief fitting on into there. Anyway, skip it. Sands from Undertale is now a me fighter. Yippee. I bought it. That's all I'll say. Tokyo Mirage Sessions uh, FE Encore is coming January 17th. I'll keep this one brief. We can't skip it. What about Sharp FE? Sharp FE. Yes. Oh, that's actually what it, it technically <laughs> is. But I, I remember talking about this when, when we were fucking adventure mode. Right. So this game was is stranded on Wii U. It's sort of like Persona-esque, mixed with Fire Emblem characters. I rented it off Gamefly. I loved what I played. And then I moved on. But I'm very excited to check it out on the Switch. I'm glad they're moving it over. Cool. Get those stranded games Good off move. the Wii U. Good move. Deadly Premonition is getting a sequel, and the first game is out now on Switch. The sequel is exclusive to Switch. More Doom. Doom 64. <laughs> Brandon, that's, you're supposed to say skip or, or comment on what I'm saying. Doom 64, skip. <laughs> is that better? <laughs> Assassin's Creed Rebel Collection is coming. That's AC4 and Rogue. Don't care. Don't, Don't care. play it on the Switch. Play it on something it's else. It's going to run like dog shit. Right. Skip. Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition in 2020. 
I don't care about Xenoblade. I tried to get into it, and I just, I don't know. didn't It didn't do it for me. Maybe the first one would. Overwatch on Switch. I feel like we have to talk about this. We need to park here for a minute. Yeah. It's going to be 30 FPS. It's going to have gyro controls added, sort of like Splatoon. It'll be out October 15th. Yuck. So The one thing I will say is, can you imagine Junkrat's special with gyro controls? I, dude, I'm into the gyro controls. Yeah, I'm not. No, I'm saying that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think this is... It's a strange move. It's too late. Yeah. For Overwatch, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think... I mean, I think people will buy it still. My thing is, is I feel like they're grasping now, and I feel like this is the last oomph. Mm. I think what they should have done with Overwatch is when they put it on the Switch, they should have made it free to play, because then you'd get all that kid money. Hmm... In the loot boxes. Yeah, that would yeah. completely go against their whole. I don't know. I feel like people that play Overwatch have an e- it's a more of an esports mentality. Best that you know, we want yeah. optimal performance, right? In order to get the most competitive edge, you know, if it's not running at sixty, what's the Paladins point? runs at sixty on Switch. Really? Yeah. So maybe maybe not locked, but still. Yeah, I don't know. I'm over it. This one's exciting. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to buy it, but Divinity Original Sin 2 is out now on Switch. But the important thing is it has Steam cross save. Oh, cool. And I think that should be commended. Yeah, that's huge. For such a big game like that. Right. To be able to play on your PC, pop it, you know, load it up on your Switch on the go. That's fantastic. That That, that is awesome. Really, though. Unfortunately, you have to buy both copies and it would probably be like, you know, 80 bucks right. maybe for both. But still a neat feature for those who want it. Uh, the name, the game previously known as town, which is the developers of Pokemon game freak is developing, uh, is a new name called little town hero. We saw a little preview of that. Most interesting thing is the music is by Toby Fox, the creator of undertale. So we're seeing Toby Fox kind of dip into more mainstream stuff. Obviously he's working on Delta rune right now, but how much time did he take away from Delta rune to play, to do that music? I don't know. It's a good question. Doom 64, for real this time. Cool. November 22nd. Ben, did you ever play Doom 64? Was that any yeah. good? That's what I'm wondering. Like, No, it's very good. I I only know about Doom 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. And I, to be completely honest, I didn't even know there was one on 64. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know. So the important thing to note for the audience is that Doom 64 is its own game. It's not like Doom ported on Nintendo 64. Right. It's a whole new story or a campaign. Really? Yeah, I mean, new visuals. Then why is the 64 there? It was on the 64. It was developed exclusively for Nintendo 64. Oh, I thought you meant it was developed specifically for the Switch. Okay. No. I lost in that. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So Doom 64, uh, it's being released not only on Switch. I think it's going to be cross-platform. You'll be able to get it anywhere. But this is a cool move for uh, the fans. Very cool, especially with all the... The only thing that was weird to me was the release date. It was like after... Yeah, November 22nd. Doom Eternal comes out. right around Doom Eternal. Yeah. So this one was a huge curveball for me. Jedi Knight 2 uh, is coming out on September 24th. This is coming to Switch and PS4, but not Xbox. And this is a a new release of this game. It's going to have the single player and multiplayer. And they're also working on Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. Yeah. And this is so incredibly exciting for me. I fucking love these games. I grew up on these games and this was kind of my first. Those games are special to me because that's how I kind of dip my toes into modding. Right. And learning about like it really taught me about how like computers, not how computers work, but how to use computers in yeah. that way. And so I yeah, I love both of these games and love the multiplayer. So. I'm definitely going to probably buy it on PS4. Cool. Nice. Sure. Which you'll have no modding abilities there. No. It's mainly just to tell them that I want more. Right. Like, I'm. I, this is the type that I'm willing to vote with my wallet, for sure. We got new looks at Animal Crossing, Pokemon, and Luigi's Mansion 3. Skip. Oberdin is coming to consoles this fall. So that'll be Switch, PS4, and presumably Xbox One. I'm not sure, though. And that game is really cool. Yeah. So hopefully uh, it'll be pretty good. And that's it for the Nintendo Direct. There you go. So pretty good Nintendo Direct. What do you guys think? Yeah, this is jam-packed. 
honestly, there was too much Japanese stuff in it for my liking. Mm. I'm just I'm just not into Japanese games usually. There were a couple things that I usually did, I didn't mention in this. Like right. there's like the the secret of not secret of mana, whatever the other I don't know some kind of mana game that right. that is getting released that I did not mention. But yeah, I thought this was really exciting. I love the curveballs. You know, the Jedi Knight. Yep. Totally shocking. Uh, even though I'm not, I don't think this uh, little town hero game looks very good. The Toby Fox mentioned very cool. And I mean, SNES, of course, was a yeah, dream come true. That was huge. Here's we need to talk briefly, though, about what we didn't see. We did not see Bayonetta. Right. We did not see Metroid. Right. I think Metroid's expected, but I'm kind of getting a little surprised about Bayonetta at this point. It's been like two years, right, since they announced it. Yeah, they showed off that teaser at the Game Awards, and they have not shown anything since. Which Game Awards was that? That was the one we uh, the, was was that our first one? Our I think first it was our Game first Awards. one. Yeah, 2017. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, almost two years. So I'm guessing that a lot of development resources were going towards Astral Chain. Yeah. So maybe we're going to see things ramp up right pretty soon. And that's it. So let's go ahead and move on. I got a couple. Man, this one's real interesting. You guys know KFC? <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. KFC is publishing a dating simulator called I Love You, Colonel Sanders, a finger-licking good dating simulator. God, how are we licking my fingers? What do you think about this, Brandon? I'm hot. You're hot for uh, the colonel here. And bothered. Did you see the the artwork from the game? I did. Colonel Sanders? I did. They've been doing weird shit like this for a little bit now where they make sexy Colonel. So it was a natural progression. I think this is the shift that we're seeing in KFC to be a sex brand. Whoa. (laughs) They're completely moving out of the chicken game. And they're slowly but surely developing into... The Colonel is more sexual than ever. Let's just say that. Right. My grandfather met... Matter knew Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders was fucking crazy. Yeah, I he saw fucks. I saw some something on TV about him. He was once. an ass, apparently. He like chased people down with guns and stuff. And, yeah, you know, got lots. Was of, very racist too. Got I'm lots of sure. tail. So <laughs> probably. <laughs> so I think okay. A couple important things to note because I do really find this interesting is that first of all the aesthetics are very anime. Yeah. Like you've got this anime. It looks like fucking here. Doki Doki. Yeah, quite, quite literally, it just looks like a Doki Doki ripoff, like like a fucking mod. Imagine Doki Doki, but it's Colonel instead of Monica. Imagine, I, imagine how amazing that would be, though. It's like only the Colonel. It's yeah. like <laughs> only Colonel. <Yeah. laughs> so, it's important to note that, as to my understanding, KFC is extremely popular in Japan. Yeah, like really popular in Japan, and it's like completely different than. That what we see. Me. Interesting. Have you ever been to a nice KFC? No. Hmm. I didn't know. I've they only made been them. to about two, I think, in my life. Maybe they're two moving or three. the KFC here in town. They're moving. Moving a couple yeah. buildings down. So maybe it'll be nice. Now the KFC in our town, I've been there. You go in and the floor is already stained the first day. Yeah. <laughs> I've been just I go there. Chicken maybe. blood. Just chicken blood and feces chicken feces everywhere <laughs> yeah you know because they're killing the chickens there at the, <laughs> at the it's store. fresh the colonel only accepts fresh kills i go there maybe once every six months because holly's parents like to go there and they'll just be like hey do you want to meet us over at kfc blah blah i'm like why not yeah. you know and it's always disgusting do you ever get the chicken oh yeah okay i want the grilled chicken it's just like wet right how is the grilled chicken because i I will always I'm choose. I'm going to say it's probably not good. I will, al- <laughs> I will always choose grilled over fried. Always. I love fried chicken, but I want it to be like crispy. Well, that's the problem is I think I'd like fried chicken more if it were good most of the time. But you got to go to Popeye's, <laughs> dog. I've never been to Popeye's. I don't know. The Popeye's, I'm not saying they're all quality, but the one by my parents' house in Virginia. I have never. Next level. I'm going to say it again. I've never been to Popeye's. When are you going to come with me to Virginia? Visit my parents. Soon. Okay. Church's chicken, too. I want some church's chicken. Okay, back to the game here. I just wanted to read to you a little bit from the the Steam description, because I just think it's so funny. I love you, Colonel Sanders. A finger-licking good dating simulator follows you, a promised culinary student, as you try to date your classmate, Colonel Sanders. Oh, my God. Throughout your journey, you'll be (laughs) faced with life-changing decisions that will affect your chances of friendship and love. You got to read it sexy. But be careful. (laughs) 
Your choices have real consequences with real animated characters' feelings at stake. Do you have what it takes to survive culinary school? Will Colonel Sanders choose you to be his business partner? Or maybe even so much more. <laughs> Find out uh, in the most finger-licking good dating simulator, simulator ever created, a game that KFC actually made. Oh, wait, so KFC developed this game, or they no, hired someone to? they are publishing it. The developer okay. is PSYOP, which they have created two other games on Steam, one called Camp W and the other one called Kismet. So my question for this is, what are the chances that this game started out as a Colonel Sanders dating sim versus they made a game couldn't get it published and or KFC approached them and they just had to do some palette swaps to get Colonel Sanders instead of mm. I mean, the I, character I, that was there before. I just think that the dialogue like shoved them chicken fingers up my ass. <laughs> you, you just can't replicate that. So there's been there's no way, you know, out of out of the context of the Colonel, there is absolutely no way that shoving chicken fingers up an ass in a dating sim is. It, it, it doesn't make sense. I just want to say, I don't think we have confirmation that that is part of the material. Uh, I had a premonition. Is it possible? Okay. That's right now. Does does the colonel say something is finger licking good in a sexual way or about a sexual thing? Yes. A hundred percent. He's licking fingers all day. <laughs> he doesn't care what's chicken on Chicken or him. no chicken. It, it, I mean, here's he's the thing. He's licking them dry. Anytime he says it, it's going to be a double entendre. Oh, my There's God. no, I mean, you can always make it a double entendre. So it's got to be sexy. There's sexual energy from the photos. So I can't, I, I can't even imagine. There's a character named Professor Dog that's an actual corgi. One of, one of the sexiest dog breeds, once again. Here's the thing. We need to stop with the finger licking business, Period. I see people and they're eating their food and then like they're like, you know, licking their fingers. I fucking hate that. First of all, the sound, which you guys know that I have the the mental disorder that sounds. Make Dustin me doesn't die. like mouth sounds. I don't like mouth sounds. But I'm just like, you know, sure as shit. If you're like, if they're licking their fingers, they weren't washing their hands beforehand. Well, most likely. Most likely. That's true. I, I don't. Know. I understand that sometimes you got to touch your tongue to your finger when you're eating. I get it. But like the I, I've ranted long enough. Let's move on. Enough with the kernel for this episode. Okay, let's talk a little bit more about Apple Arcade. We oh, talked wait, wait, about wait. it. I'm sorry. We need to revest, requested a review code. It's free. Oh, shit. I mean, e it, we, e early e review code. Even better. We, ben, get on this. Contact KFC. Specifically, <laughs> do, who do you contact? Their the marketing kernel. department? The He's kernel himself? The fucking kernel. Tweet the kernel. Well, they'll probably have somebody doing PR for them, <laughs> I'm sure. So. All right. We talked a little bit about Apple Arcade, but I want to dive into it a little more. So Apple Arcade is coming September 19th. As we mentioned, it'll be $4.99 a month, and that includes your entire family if you have family sharing. Oh, set up. that's great. So I, I was watching this Apple event, and the first game, they're like, our, with our partner, Konami. And everyone's like, oh, no. Yeah. I'm thinking at the same time. And they bring out this thing, and they're like, oh, this game, Frogger in Toy Town. Yeah. There was like a hesitant clap like yeah. everyone's like is this seriously what we're doing right now i just have to put this out there i i own some apple stock and one thing i like to do during any kind of press conferences is watch my stock during it but especially apple because of the the price it's always within a couple dollars of where it was but like the price always rises and falls with different announcements and it doesn't rise and fall that much on days where there's not announcements as soon as they said the word frogger it dropped like 15 cents and within two minutes after that, it dropped like almost a full dollar. Oh, no, wow. I mean, it, it went back up a dollar fluctuated back and forth, but it was like Frogger. All everybody just hit sell all of a sudden. <laughs> Where's People the aren't down with Frogger. So they have some interesting partners because obviously Konami there, they showed off a game called Into the Depths, which is from Capcom. And they also had uh, Annapurna on stage to talk about Sayonara Wild Hearts. Yeah. Which I'm appreciative of because our video previewing the game has gotten a significant amount of views. Did it really? I yeah. didn't look. It, when I looked, it had like over 100 views in the in like an hour. Okay. Like it had started to skyrocket. Right. So, well, we it was already huge before. Yeah, that, we so. currently, if you search Sinar Wild Hearts," have the number, the top rated. It doesn't have the most views, but it is what YouTube presents as the top video. So appreciate it. So. 
I don't know. I feel like this is going to be a really cool service. Yeah. Um, what's also interesting about it is that the games also work on Mac. Yeah. So they work on Mac. They work on your iPhone and iPad. I don't know if they work on Apple TV, but I think it's interesting. The Mac support, especially because it's almost like half PC support in a way, you know? Right. Huh. But Ben, I know you said you're going to check it out. Brandon, you think you'll? No, absolutely not. A, not. You don't care about the, the games? I know the listeners can't see this, but. This is a cool rep- cool chart of the representation of our views on that right at right at about the time. Huh. The uh, conference. That is that is noticeable. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um no, yeah, I now that I have a job that I don't feel like I need to distract my mind constantly so I don't end it. Yeah. Um I don't really play my phone and when I do play my phone it's for 5 minutes and I'm scrolling Reddit. So yeah, I don't I don't have any need to, and even the really good games that I play on my phone, I don't play for very long because I, it just doesn't do it for me. It it doesn't. I think important important distinction also about Sinar Wild Hearts is that they have confirmed by the time this podcast is out, there's going to be a new trailer, and they're going to be talking about the console release dates, and they already basically hinted that it's going to be day and date with right. the Apple Arcade. Now, they said consoles, it used to be that we knew that this was just coming to Switch and mobile platforms. Right. So hopefully PS4 release, maybe we'll see. something like that. I'm so excited about this game. I'm, I know it's going to be like short and sweet, but yeah, I'm ready to this dive is a couple in. hours at most. Yeah, they said it's a little longer. It's either a little longer, or a little shorter than listening to an album. Okay. So what they said. So I'm expecting an hour. Oh yeah. But I'm guessing it's going to be cheap too. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is getting a discovery tour mode, much like Assassin's Creed Origins. This is another thing I wanted to mention, not that there's a lot to talk about, but I think it's important to give them props for this type of mode in this game. I think it's honestly revolutionary. Did either one of you check out the previous discovery mode? I did here at your house, actually. Oh, yeah. I remember when we did that. So it was for those years who ago at this point, wasn't it? Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, the discovery mode is a non- combat you basically can just walk around the world of assassin's creed in this case it's uh ancient greece and you can go to the different points and it'll have uh actual uh historical documents historical sites it'll show you images along with descriptions and people reading stuff to you it's a full-on uh educational mode for assassin's creed it's like little guided tours and stuff now ben you know a lot more about education than I do. I know that you were teaching on a more college level and not necessarily history. How do you think that, like, do you think you could see this as a valid tool for education? Oh yeah. Like I'm, I'm imagining being in high school and like, how cool would it be that your history teacher brings in a PS4 and he's like, let's, we're going to today take a look at the different stuff in around ancient Greece through this game that you guys play. I think it would be cool. I just, uh, I'm not sure how do I say this? I know that the Assassin's Creed stuff is meticulously um researched and everything. So one, I'm not sure of the validity, like how much of it's actually mm. thorough enough, you know? Right. And two, I guess I don't know what the end goal is because there's not enough of any one subject to really do a deep dive into for, you know, classroom purposes. Um, so it's really just like a, it's a trinkety thing. Yeah. So, but that'd be cool still. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's on the level of replacing things. Like when you watch a history movie for yeah. like one class period, right. You go in and you, and you do it and it's cool and that's it, you know, like just a tool. All right. So this one, I think we have a lot to chew on here and this is about the Borderlands three review situation. <laughs> So we had started to pick up on this, uh, Ben, you and I were starting to realize that something weird was going on when the reviews dropped and Jason Schreier did a whole piece over on Kotaku about what the situation is. So here's what's going on. Normally, when we get games for review, we're sent a code. That's primarily how things are done. It used to be you would have special debug consoles and special builds of the games. But for the most part now, we get final code, right? There may be a day one patch still coming or something like that. But. Right. But 
for the most part, you're pretty good to review right. based on that. What take two or not take two? 2K. 2K. 2K did was they set up a very select amount of reviewers and they gave them a special login of the Epic Game Store. So it was not a code right. that you redeem or, you know, it was a, their own login that they said had a uh, early version of the game. And they were told to stay away from the DirectX implementation that their progress in these builds may or may not carry over to the final version of the game. So the other thing is I want and I already mentioned this, but the very select amount of reviewers that got it, I think there was like 13. Um, there are currently 21 reviews up on Metacritic. There were 18 on release day or not release day, but embargo day, which was mm. yesterday as we're recording this. Interesting. So early this, on in the day, there were only 13, but by like two hours after embargo lifted, there were more like 18. So a representative from 2K and I'm reading from Jason's article here cited that security concerns and they, they were told they would get a code on Thursday, September 12th. That's talking about Kotaku. So who knows? Maybe we'll get a code that day, too. But. What do we make of this, Ben? I especially want to pick your brain about this because you're the one who handles all of our interactions with PR and how we get our codes. Is this what like yeah, what's your take here? So just. Just indulge me here for a minute. Sure. Our, our personal experience with Borderlands, um, we had been invited to some different conferences. Um, we got invited to the conference at PAX, uh, which it was open to the public, but we got like a special reserve seating for press. Yeah. Um, and then at E3, they reached out to us. I didn't even reach out to them because I didn't figure it was worth it. And we got to go and have an appointment. Uh, specifically, I went and have an appointment at E3 that they reached out to us about. Um, after the fact, I sent them my coverage. They said, great, you look for, you know, we should be getting you a code before launch to review the game. So I, like, told Dave, who I was going to have review it, you know, hey, clear your schedule. I thought he was getting married this week originally for some reason. I don't know why. But for some reason, I thought he was getting married this week. It's not till next year. So I told him to clear his schedule, you know, in case Borderlands code came through. Cancel the wedding. Cancel the <laughs> wedding. Sorry, fiance. I don't remember her name. Uh, the I followed up like three to five weeks ago, somewhere in there, because for a bigger game, I usually reach out a little earlier just to remind. And they said, thanks. Codes quite, aren't quite ready yet, but we'll let you know as soon as they are. So that's the kind of the point where I told Dave basically plan on this um then i found out codes were out through a friend um thought that's weird we didn't get ours so i just sent another little ping and i got a response like a very standard response you get a lot of times when somebody's not going to give you a game it's like you know thanks we'll let you know if we can accommodate your request or whatever and i'm like well like embargoes in like four days so right i'm assuming we're not getting a code and then yeah, we didn't get a code. So for me, it seems as though, and I could be totally wrong here, they had to shift some things around at some point. It feels a little last minute. Something happened that changed their tone. Now, I'm not saying, maybe they, maybe they were just saying this to make me feel better or whatever, or make us feel important, but it seems like at one point they were, you know, oh yeah, well, you're going to get a code for this because they know the game's going to sell well. The, the review score, quite frankly, for a Borderlands game is not as important as it would be for a new IP. So, like, they're okay with taking a few more risks. They were inviting us to things. They wanted coverage. We gave them coverage. And then at some point, that tone shift, shifted from, yeah, you'll get a code, to we'll let you know if it's possible, which means no. Right. So I don't really know what happened there, but it seems like at some point in the last three-ish weeks, they shifted gears and I could be totally wrong here, but they shifted gears away from what they were planning to do and had to get people to go in a controlled environment to play this game. Right. And I had tweeted something about this and you and I had talked about it is that it's speculation of yeah. course, but it is true that this is a more controlled environment for a game. And it's especially it's controlled in that where people play it and who's playing it. Right. Right. 
And so there's a, I don't know, is there an, is there an ethical question of, okay, are we really reviewing what people are going to buy? You know? Right. I think there is to some extent because of, but I mean, there always is, right? Right. You the, always have extent? the question. Yeah. You always have the question of, is this the game people are going to play? And usually it works to the detriment of the reviewers mm-hmm. and the review scores rather than the, the positive. Usually when you play a game, like for instance, you played Control. Mm-hmm. When they sent it to us, if you had played it and reviewed it all within 48 hours after we got it sent to us, your review, at least on the graphics end of things, would have been a little different than it was by the time it they rolled out a few patches and it released, right? Yeah. So, like, usually it works to the detriment of people who are reviewing the game or, the, or their scores. In this case, you have to assume that if there's things they're leaving out of it, it's entirely possible that it's working to the positive. The weirdest thing about this is the reasons they were citing were security concerns. And let's say there's some security concerns. I can't figure out what they are unless they didn't want to put the game live on Epic Game Store and hide it behind a, you know, redeem code kind of thing because they yeah. were afraid people could hack it or whatever. That's one possibility. The other possibility is, or the, the fact of the matter is, though, that's unlikely because, like, we're a small outlet. If we don't get a code for a big game, I understand. I don't like it. I think we do a good coverage. We get views. We don't like being dragged along, though. Honestly. Right. Yeah, yeah. Please don't drag me along. If you're not going to give it to me, just tell me you're not going to give it to me. If any yeah. PR people are out there listening, like, that's fine. I get it. But don't tell me we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We plan. Like, we all have full-time jobs. We plan around these games. It's hard. It's like, now we're getting inside baseball again. Yeah. But it's hard because I understand that PR people have people that ask for games and never do shit. Yes. It's not acceptable. But the problem is when we're doing all kinds of stuff and we're told we're going to get things and right. then it doesn't come through, that's also frustrating for us. Right. But, you know, it's it happens in shitty situations for everybody. Right. I don't know. So here's the point, though, anyway. We're a small outlet. I get it. But there are big outlets that didn't get the game. Lots of, Like some of the biggest gaming outlets out there that yeah, like didn't get the game. Easy Allies. for or, Easy Allies. You know. Kotaku. Um I'm sure there are others. I, I, yeah. I didn't, you know, assembly a full list, but the fact that they were cited with security concerns, well, why couldn't they have been put in the same environment these other people were? Because it's not as if, I mean, sure, does Kotaku sometimes drag things through the mud if they're controversial? Yeah. Is it reporting? Probably. But the point is they didn't get a review code. A lot of other big outlets didn't get review codes. And if that was a security concern and you could solve that security uh, concern for those 18 to 21 reviewers, whatever it ended up being, why not for the other biggest outlets in the world? Instead, you have a story that spins it in a negative light and puts doubt into all of our heads that, oh, I wonder if there's loot boxes in this game that they didn't have in that build. Hmm. Yeah. Or, devil's advocate, maybe they got some tips that some people were leaky at certain outlets. Hmm. It's possible. You know, like maybe they were like, oh, well, you know, this sort of information only could have come from so many things. You get people talking inside that are anonymous. Maybe some stuff was leaky and they were just taking precautions. Okay, for for three to four outlets, maybe I can understand that. But a game like Borderlands 3 should have like 80 reviews of embargo. Right. We're talking about less than a third of that. Yeah. So I don't understand the security aspect because. For example, we just recently reviewed Control. We had it over a week early, right? right? Yeah. And theoretically, I don't know how this would be possible, but obviously people can crack games. Any reviewer could go and upload their game to a torrent site, and then it's out there for everybody. It's a huge security risk to send that game to a bunch of people that early. Right. It didn't leak, though. Right. You know? So I'm like... I guess I don't know. It, it seems that if that's if it's a security concern, then no one else seems to be concerned about that. Right. So. I don't know. And that See, was yeah, that was like you said, that was an EGS exclusive. The other thing I think that is important is that Gearbox is not necessarily a, co- a company that is worth trusting. I agree. Because if you look, I mean, this was a while ago, but the aliens uh, Space Marines, uh, what what is it called? Do you know the alien game that was really bad that they lied about? 
No. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. So, something to think about. Yeah. You know? Um, Look at, like, you know, Duke Nukem Forever or something like that. I guess there wasn't anything shady about that. No. It was just a bad game. Well, it just took forever, and they actually kind of rescued that one. So, Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I've never been personally a huge fan of Gearbox. Right. I feel like they've kind of, they hit it off with Borderlands. Yeah. And everything else they've put out hasn't necessarily been that great. I Yeah. I mean, I don't have any positive or negative feelings about Gearbox. If they make a, it's like everybody for me. If you make a good game, I'm probably going to like it. Right. If you make a bad game, I'm probably not going to like it. Yeah. I have a bit of a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, I played Borderlands too. When I thought you were talking about vaping or something. No, no. When it was uh, <laughs> when it was free, and I was excited to go in. Easy co co op aspect, right? I was playing co op, which tends to make me like the game more because of the social aspect. It completely soured me. I thought it was awful, mind you. It's an old game, so I'm taking it with a bit of grain of salt, you know. Right. But still, I just was like, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't know. I just it it didn't mesh with me. So I love Borderlands. Whereas before I was like, yeah, Borderlands three. Cool. I hear all this good stuff. The easy co-op, the Diablo type, you know, constant loot system, whatever, whatever, you know. And then I played two and I might get re-excited once I see more stuff about it or, you know, I see one of you guys play it. But after playing two. You're good. I couldn't be less interested, even if I tried. I uh, if we do end up getting a review code, I will probably check it out, but I'm not super thrilled about it. I, I don't know. I'm just not super excited about it either. Yeah, but we'll see. It, we don't know. The whole thing is just like it screams. We had to do, uh, you know, call an audible here. Yeah, because the messaging to us, not even the messaging like out in the wild that other people heard, but like the messaging to us was you're probably going to get this game basically. Mm-hmm. And then it was like stonewalled so right does fortnite have anything to do with us i mean technically your gearbox published fortnite physical release so something about and 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 borderlands is on epic game store and borderlands characters were just in or are still currently in fortnite yeah so you're saying this is fortnite's fault conspiracy that's what i'm saying mark zuckerberg is involved uh, 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 the Zuck. uh, Bill Clinton, um, MK Ultra, and Colonel, and the Colonel Sanders yeah. dating sim. You know what's so weird? This is totally, well, not totally unrelated. A year ago, we were doing a podcast about Fortnite. We were meeting weekly, playing it a lot. Right now, Brandon just mentioned the fact that Borderlands characters were in Fortnite, and I thought, hmm, I haven't seen anything about Fortnite in weeks. Yeah. I'm, it's still out there. It's still hugely popular. Oh, yeah. I don't even have a clue about it. Last year, we were the experts. Yeah, they were fucking mechs. Or mechs? Yeah, mechs. people hated it, And though. people hated them. And the justification was that it. they said something like they want to give people that aren't as good at the game a chance to win. Oh. And I'm just like, but... Yeah. Um, <laughs> what? Hey, one more thing about Borderlands. Yeah. It's very, and I know people can have wildly different opinions from the person sitting next to them, but isn't it really interesting that IGN gave the game a decent score or a good score? And then one of their people uh, from their staff came out and said they basically hated it. Mm. I just feel like that's weird. And they gave all these reasons why they hated it, and it wasn't well, just like their play style. I don't have a problem with well, it, but it was, was like they were they were dissing on all like mechanics yeah. and and style, like all sorts of things that yeah. seem like they're not really objective things. That mm-hmm. happens all the time. With you know, they'll put the side by side of fucking Knack Two IGN score beside Modern Warfare Two or some Legend of Zelda, whatever. And you know, one will have a better score than the other. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't have a problem with people having differing opinions. It was just like the things that both parties were criticizing or, or criticizing and not criticizing. Right. It just seemed like at odds with yeah. each other. One other thing that I wanted to mention for prospective buyers out there, despite these reviews in Jason's article, reviews were about, decent by the way, What the, re- the game reviewed well. Yeah. Polygon reviewer Ben Kachura wrote, he and some of his colleagues ran into some severe technical issues, including random crashes and in one case, someone losing six hours of progre- po- progress and having to start the game from scratch. Yikes. That's a so, lot of time. 
I'm just, I know that they're like, this is early build or, you know, not the final build. It's like, so what is it then? Is it going to be solid when it comes out or not? Right. But apparently it was not a big enough problem that they did not affect the reviews. Right. But maybe it is. Maybe, maybe the game is going to come out and it's going to be a technically garbage and it's going to run like crap and it's going to have all these issues. And the reviews didn't say that because they were in control. Gearbox said, Hey, this is an early code. It's going to have issues, but it'll be fixed. So don't take that into account in your review. Right. Seriously. Like time will tell. I mean, the writing is going to be on the wall with this. One other thing. I said this to you, Ben, do they really expect us to believe that there is not a gold master of this game yet? I think I agree with you, and I, I didn't even think about this till just now, but there are a lot of games that, okay, yeah, maybe it has a gold master, but that have massive problems until they put out a patch close to release. Right. That's true. So to some extent, that, I get it. That doesn't mean as much as it used to. Right. <laughs> but I, I'm wondering, are games changing that much? Like, did, did they go gold with this game a month ago, and they've been feverishly working on it? Yeah, and it has crashes every 30 minutes, and... <laughs> Yeah, you know, I don't know all the where I want to leave this is that, first of all, we didn't get it. And, you know, we don't expect codes, right? right? We don't yeah. no one owes us. It's their prerogative. Anything. Yeah, uh, that's not the takeaway. What I do want to say also, though, is as the consumer, you might want to wait on release day, yeah. despite these reviews. That would probably be a wise thing to do yeah. or, or run it. Or rent it, something. Yeah, sure. Just maybe wait before. I'm probably still going to play it. I don't know if I'm going to buy it day one, but I'm probably still going to check it out, you know? Yeah. Uh, I got two more. I'm going to skip one, and we'll just end with this on a positive note. Celeste, uh, Game of the Year contender last year, has a new chapter out as a final conclusion to the world. Mm. Uh, cha- I believe it's chapter nine. And so that's out for free. And I thought that was a nice little update many yeah. months later. Cool. The other interesting thing is that the studio that made this game is called Matt Makes Games. Uh-huh. And that's Matt Thorson. Right. Who uh, is the head of that. And they renamed the studio to be called Extremely OK Games. <laughs> and I thought that was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. So nice in the fact that it's it's a team effort. It's, you know, I'm sure at one point it was more just him. So. Sure. Yeah. Pretty cool. Cool. And that's all I got for you guys. All right. Cool. So, pretty fun week. Brandon remained shirtless the entire time. Oh, yeah. He stuck to it, and his back is also stuck to the chair. Yes. You're going to stand up, and the, the seat cushion is I'm just going to come with you. It's going to peel my skin off. Mm. Phil will love, you know, he can mm. pick that up afterwards. It's like a nice leather on the leather. Mm. Well, everybody, thanks for <laughs> listening, <laughs> and uh, we appreciate it. As always, you can check out handsomephantom.com. You can also join our Discord uh, to talk about stupid shit like the new Taylor Swift album or whatever you want. Not whatever you want. Not whatever you want. But most things that are, as long as it's all perfectly legal. As long as it's all perfectly legal. Back to the kernel. You know. As long as it's all perfectly legal. You know, just uh, hitsofam.com slash Discord. Join us there. Also, if you want to help us out financially, there are two ways you can do that. Number one. You can, well, technically three. Number one, you can watch our YouTube videos with your ad blocker off. Yep. We appreciate that. Just subscribe on YouTube, whatever we got out there, watch it. That helps us out a little bit at a time. Second, you can use very little bit at a time, but it helps. Very little bit. We were getting surprisingly way more money than I thought. True. It's not a lot of money, but it's way more than I thought. Uh, you can also use our Amazon affiliate link, handsomevanum.com slash Amazon. It won't charge you anything extra. It gives us a little bit right out of Jeff Bezos's, you know, bald head. Right. Very wow. smooth bald head. Like he's like he's like a piggy bank. How's Shake gonna, him and change falls out of his ass. How's he going to make those uh, cars that Brandon wants without all the money we're taking from him? Mm. He's he's got that money. He has the money where people take his money and he still has money. <laughs> he probably I feel like Jeff Bezos, like someone cuts him off in traffic or someone wrongs him. He's like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to give you one hundred dollars just so you feel bad about, you know, wrong in me. Wow. And he walks away and then he feels like 
you know, King Dick. I just feel like he takes a dump and puts a hundred dollar bill in it, and then what are you gonna do? Knock yeah, like it, a thank you, like <laughs> a what tip you, to his own. What are you not gonna? What are you not gonna get the hundred dollar bill? Of course you are. <laughs> he I, just messes with me. He like he's like at a urinal with other guys. He throws in a like a just a bunch of crumpled up hundreds. Pisses all over it, and he's like, "Your move, bitch." And walks away. <laughs> Dude, wow, that's that is big dick Bezos energy. The big dick. <laughs> Big Dick Bezos. That's what his his ex wife called him. I was gonna say he had a bit. He had a, an affair that got a little now. Na- some of his nasty uh, texts came out. Damn, dude. So you know he's a very fertile man. Nothing. Told you I was freaky. J- just wait till the till the till the Anthony Weiner congressman whatever well type pictures start coming out. Mm. When is Amazon 2 going to come out, though? <laughs> you know, we're, we're so content now. Amazon, Amazon Sharp F.E. With a secret. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, we'll see you guys later. Bye.